Welcome everyone and we're here at the Rockalypse Music Workshops today. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, it, they're presented by the Syncopated Noise Foundation and Long McQuaid. Before we begin, I'd like to do the Indigenous Land uh, Acknowledgement. The Syncopated Noise Foundation acknowledges that we're airing this event from the unceded traditional territory of the Kanyanka Hagra, a place which has long served as a site of meeting and exchange amongst many First Nations whose presence here reaches back to time immemorial. For those of you who are new attending our Rockalypse Music Workshops, I'll do a little introduction so you're aware of what we do with these events. Our mission is to empower independent musicians uh, to provide free access to music business knowledge and to learn directly from music industry professionals. Thank you so much for joining us today. Um, our format will be a 40 minute presentation followed by a live Q&A. It'll also be a, an interactive presentation. So at any point, if you'd like to comment or share something, you're free to unmute yourself and um, so we can hear you. I'd like to thank our partners, along with Quaid, for making these events possible, Factor Canada and Roland. I'd like to now introduce our speaker today, uh, Marcela Rada. She's a sound engineer with several years of experience as a sound engineer, recording, editing, mixing, and mastering audio for independent artists. She has worked across music genres as well as symphonic orchestras, film scoring sessions, and ensembles. She holds a Bachelor of Music with a major in Digital Audio Arts from the University of Lethbridge and a Master's Degree from Berkeley College of Music with an emphasis on music production, technology, and innovation. Her Master's thesis focused on immersive audio and its application to 360 videos for virtual reality and social media platforms. Her experience as a college professor and lecturer has motivated her to become a mentor for those who seek one-on-one -on -one instruction in recording and mixing techniques. Thank you so much, for Marcella, for being here today with us. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Um, Alessia, thank you for reaching out to me. I find these workshops very helpful, um, and I love that they're available to everyone. Um, so I, I'm really glad to to be part of it. Um, yes, definitely on the chat. There's my website if you want to check out, or if you uh, would like to find out more about me. Uh, but really happy to to have you all here. And uh, before I get started, I do want to know uh, who we have in the audience, um, and I want to get an idea of how much experience we have uh, in music technology. Um, so if you don't mind, um, I'm just gonna um, ask a few of you uh, about how much experience you have. Let's start with um, Stephanie. Stephanie, um, would you mind sharing uh, maybe why you're here and, and the experience that you have in music? Yes, hi, Marcella, and nice to meet you. Uh, so I'm Stephanie. I work actually with the foundation myself uh, and I work in the music industry. I've been working in the business for about a year now. I just graduated from the Trevis Institute, more on the business side uh, of things. And I'm very interested in the in the tech side of things as well, maybe considering a, a return to school, maybe to uh, <laughs> 
to see if uh, if it's something that I would like to do with my career. Great, awesome, thanks, Stephanie. Um, Sandro, would you mind sharing uh, what you're here and what your experience in the music industry is? You don't have a mic? You can type in the chat, that's fine. I'll just give you a couple of minutes. I just wanna get an idea. Uh, you're a bassist and have been recording music with your band uh, professionally now for four years. Great, amazing, very good. Uh, cool. What about you, Alistia? What is your background? I'll let the others speak since I'll be here uh, kind of monitoring and doing the back end work. So I'll let everyone else do their introductions. Okay. Oh, that's totally fine. Cool. All right. Well, I'll move on then. Um, so today I'm going to be talking about uh, roles in music technology. Um, and identifying what my role is. Um, why take on a role in music tech? Um, how to get experience? And what are some of my options? How to get started? And then I'm just gonna share with you a few um, organizations uh, that support women in music tech. Um, let's move on to the next slide, please. All right, so there are many, many, many different roles um, in music tech, uh, and some of these include music producer, sound designer, recording engineer, mixing engineer, mastering engineer, and live sound engineer. Um, so if, if you're at a point where you are not sure what your role is, um, I would, start with identifying what my strengths are, what my skills are, and what my interests are. Um, so, and then, and then looking at these roles, we also want to um, identify what it means to be a music producer. What does it mean to be a sound designer? Uh, what does a recording engineer do? Um, and, that's kind of the path that I followed personally when when choosing uh, my role in the music industry. Um, and very early on, you know, I've always loved music. I loved listening to music, uh, learning about it, enjoying live music as well. And I began by, you know, learning to to play instruments. But very early on, I I realized that I wanted to be in the tech side of things and not so much in the performing side of things. Uh, so once I, I learned to play a couple of instruments, um, I knew that I I am not so much of a performer, but instead I like to be behind the scenes, and I very much enjoyed um, the the technical side of sound. Um, and so that's how I decided um, to be to become a sound engineer and and to learn more about uh, recording and mixing 
and using a digital audio uh, workstation. So when it comes to, to identifying my role, if I am not sure where to go, uh, definitely reaching out to people that are music producers or sound designers or engineers and finding out more about what they do and what skills are required and, and then uh, matching those up with my interests would allow me to um, to find out what my role is. Uh, and maybe there are many different hats that you would like to wear at the beginning and that is totally fine. It's good to, to continue exploring. Um, I can tell you that out of all of these roles on the screen, uh, I have tried out all of them. Um, and for example, I, I realized that I like the studio environment or I enjoy the studio environment a lot more than the live sound environment. And for that reason, I focused on, on um, studio recording and mixing. Um, also, you, you learn to, based on your personality, for example, how much you like to interact with people, uh, some roles would require um, more interaction than others. And that, that can also, one of these roles can, can fit your personality better than others. There are other resources out there where you can look up the kind of you know, credits that people get depending on, on their roles within a music project. Um, and for example, um, you can also take a look at how the Grammys um, award credits to, to people depending on their roles. Um, there is, um, uh, it's, it's public for if you look up um, the Grammys, they, they have specific definitions for what a producer is or a co-producer of um, a vocal producer, for example, would be different than just um, than, than a producer. Um, so it's, it, it's, it's helpful to also uh, look up those definitions and see the kind of things that, that interests me the most. And I'm gonna quickly uh, read the definition of a producer um, as per the Grammys uh, website. And so um, they define the producer as the primary person who directs and has overall creative and technical oversight of the entire recording project and the individual recording sessions that are part of the project. The producer participates in um, and or supervises the recording session and works directly with the artists, musicians, and engineers. He or she makes creative, technical, and aesthetic decisions that realize the goals of both the artist and the sound recording copyright owner in the creation of musical content. The producer may perform direct performances, choose final takes or versions, and oversees the selections, the selection of songs, musicians, singers, arrangers, studios, etc. The producer, in collaboration with the artist, assigns credits to performers and technical personnel and is responsible for supplying accurate crediting information to the record label or media company as official documentation.
Other duties of the producer may include, but are not limited to, overseeing other staffing needs, keeping budgets and schedules, adhering to deadlines, supervising, mastering, and overall quality control. So being a music producer means being a leader and having um, major responsibilities within a, a music production. Um, so um, if this is something that sounds like something that you want to do, um, exploring how, how to get there would be the next step. Um, so again, there is many, many roles in music tech and in order to identify my role, it's important to do research, to reach out to people that um, are already active in the industry in these roles. Um, and uh, and then the next step will be how to get there. Um, so let's move on to the next slide, please. So why take on a role in music tag? Um, well, I want to show you a video that I um, helped develop with an organization called Shinostec, which I am part of. Um, and Shinostec, uh, we work towards closing the gender gap in the industry by empowering women and providing them with mentorship um, so they can develop technical skills. Um, so we, we um, create master classes, we host summits, um, we provide scholarships um, so, so more women can join us in music technology. So as a woman uh, or female identifying individual, why take on a role in music tech? Well, why not? We need more women. And we created this video to to create more, um, to sh uh, shine more light into, into the, the issue that we do not have enough women in the industry. Um, so this video was um, recorded at Berkeley College of Music in Valencia, Spain. Um, and yes, the purpose, the purpose of it was um, to, to create more awareness as to where we are at in the music industry and and let people know that that there are resources out there and the kind the kind of resources that we as Shinostec are providing so we can play that video now please how many women did you see in your last recording session not as a secretary or a manager and not as a singer or someone's girlfriend but as a recording engineer an assistant engineer as a producer or a studio runner two one none our point is there simply aren't enough women in the studios we are underrepresented and our work is severely unrecognized. In 2018, according to the USC Annenberg Inclusion Initiative, the ratio of male to female producers across 300 popular songs is 49 to 1. And did you know no woman has ever won Producer of the Year at the Grammys? You're joking, right? It's time we start showcasing female producers and female engineers in the studio. 
we can talk about game audio and VR. I can show you which microphones to use in the studio and where to place them to get the sounds that you want. It is time we feature women and their talents. And it's about time our achievements are celebrated. And it's definitely time for me to have more role models to look up to. Okay, so how to get experience and what are some of my options? Well, personally, I decided to get experience by pursuing uh, post-secondary education. So I began with um, attending and enrolling um, at Algonquin College in Ottawa. Um, and I completed their music industry arts program about 10 years ago or so. Um, and this one year um, college uh, diploma gave me um, a very strong basis of um, being a sound engineer. Not only that, it, it taught me a lot about um, what all the different roles in the music industry are and and it gave me an overview of of the music industry um so um i then i was 100 sure that this is what i wanted to do and the kind of career path that i wanted to follow and so then i went to the university of lethbridge and i completed a bachelor in music with a major in digital audio arts and from there, um, I decided to go even farther in my education and I attended Berkeley College of Music and did a master's degree in, and obtained a master's degree in music production technology and innovation. Um, so I've taken a very academic path and um, because I enjoy school a lot and hence why I became an educator and I am now a professor at Algonquin College and will be teaching full-time at the University of Lethbridge starting this fall. Uh, so I'm taking a very academic approach. One, because um, this is the way that I learn, I, I choose to learn uh, and, and the way that I, I find it easiest for me to, to attend school and to have you know, teachers sharing the information. Um, I find it extremely helpful and school has provided me with many opportunities to collaborate with other people, to reach out to companies and to network. Um, so my education has allowed me to, to immerse in the industry um, and not only locally, but internationally. Um, so, I recommend uh, post-secondary school, of course, that it has been my choice and I've found it um, extremely helpful. Um, and my career success, I'm in, in a huge um, part I owe to the opportunities that were provided by my schools. Um, there are other options though, not everybody, uh, 
would pursue a post-secondary education and actually attend college or university. And that's not the only way to get experience. Uh, there is plenty of courses and mentorships um, out there that um, you can register for, um, especially for women in music tech. Um, another way is to find a mentor or an internship. Um, this is more difficult depending on basically who you know and how active you are in the industry and how, where you are located, for example. Um, so um, networking and, and knowing the right people would maybe would um, allow you to find a mentor, someone that is willing to teach you um, or an internship. But um, it is good to keep in mind that finding an internship uh, will most likely require you to be attending school. Um, so that, that does depend, but that is an option. Um, you can also teach yourself. Um, and there is a lot of information online that is available for free. Um, YouTube channels, um, there's a podcast, for example. Uh, there is a lot of material that you can definitely uh, use to get started with on your own at home. Uh, so teaching yourself is an option to an extent. Um, I do believe that there is a point where um, if you do want um, advanced training, you will either have to register for a course, learn from someone, whether it's someone you know, somewhere a studio, somewhere at a venue, or um, a college or university. Uh, but teaching yourself, it is an option, and it's an option to get started with. Um, so I recommend that um, in order to get training, you look up what your options are in your city, in your province, in your country, um, and and see and see where you're also willing to go. Uh, because also to get experience, if there is a nowhere to get experience where I live, well, if I want this badly enough, I, I would have to chase that opportunity to get experience and I would have to go somewhere else. And I personally, I have been moving around a lot um, in the past few years. And, and this has allowed me to gain experience because I am chasing those opportunities. Um, so it is, it is, you know, it, it is about taking risks and and not being afraid of change and just going out there and looking for those opportunities to learn. Um, next slide, please. All right, so there is many organizations that support women in music tech. Um, last time I checked, it was 70 plus. So there are many, many, many different um, organizations that have different focuses and that have more resources than others. And these are some of them. So She Knows Tech, as I mentioned, there is Sound Girls, uh, She Said So, We're Moving the Needle, and many, many more. And the link that I have there to um, the Grammys website, they have a list of all of these organizations and how to reach out to them. 
Um, so these are great, great, great um, organizations to, to, to take resources from and to take advantage of. A lot of them provide free training. A lot of them provide scholarships. A lot of them um, will advertise jobs. Um, so really, really um, important to, if you're not following them, just start reaching out online, um, social media, and get connected with them. Um, I've placed a, a link to a video there. Um, if we can go to the next slide. Um, it's a video that we created with Shinosteg to kind of showcase um, and what what we do with our mentees. Um, so this one is a couple, uh, was uh, filmed a couple of years ago after our mentorship program. Um, and just wanted to give you an idea of what it is like to, to attend some of these uh, um, training sessions. And there are training sessions that are designed to provide um, women with um, safe environments and training so they can learn about technical roles in the music industry. Um, and so they have those opportunities to, to learn from someone, have a mentor uh, for free, and to um, be in an environment where they feel safe to learn, where they are not afraid to ask questions or make mistakes. Um, and this is the kind of environments that we as an organization and a lot of these organizations that work towards closing the gender gap in the industry do. We try to provide women with this environment, with the training, with the mentorship um, to empower them and, and, and give them um, the education they need. So um, let's play this video and check it out. It is such an incredible program. It has offered me so many opportunities that I would not have otherwise had to learn more about what women's role is in production. Our mentor, she created a very safe environment where I could learn and not be afraid. It makes me feel more comfortable, like I'm not alone, and I know that someone went through the same process as me. Enough for me to know how to like start something and explore more and like discover new things. Positive. Um, encouraging, um, fun. <laughs> what better way to learn about production than in a safe, comfortable space with other girls who are also trying to learn production. Cool, so hopefully this gave you an idea of um, what it is like to attend some of these training sessions and um, and hopefully it also um, inspired you to reach out to some of these organizations, join them, and and start learning from from people out there as mentors that want to share information with you and that want to work hard uh, to make sure that more women uh, take on technical roles in in the industry. So now my advice to you um, as a, you know, as a woman, as a woman of color in the industry is, well, I have, uh, there's quite a few things that I would like to mention. Number one, 
Um, it's about not being afraid of 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 change um, and going out there and reach out to people, connect with people, network, and and try and get and open doors for yourself uh, because you know um it's not always going to come to you it's not always that easy it's hard to get your uh your foot in and um it's important that we create those opportunities for ourselves so going out there reaching out to people reaching out to organizations and and working on our networking skills it's crucial it's crucial to to find those opportunities to get experience in the industry um, having goals, set goals in our mind and focusing on those goals, whether it's to attend school and get that degree, whether it's to uh, move to that place and, and find an opportunity at a studio or venue. Um, if my goal is to collaborate with people as a music producer or sound designer, well, then creating those opportunities, being reliable, and and being a good collaborator some more people uh reach out to you um working on those interpersonal skills um is crucial to your success in the music industry um having confidence in yourself and and not being afraid to make mistakes um this is important because once um people see that you know you are confident in what you know and you're confident in what you want to learn. Um, that matters a lot more than, you know, just uh, pretend, being afraid of, uh, of making a mistake and, and maybe, you know, just not reaching out because we're scared of what they'll say. Um, I think it's important to, to work on gaining that confidence uh, to walk into a place and find out um, how you can help and how you can learn and how uh, you can be an asset to, to the environment, to the, to the company, to the studio, to uh, the project. Um, so identifying what your skills are and being confident in those skills is important. Um, not burning bridges is also very important in this industry and so once you kind of get your foot in the door um it's good to continue networking it's good to make um you know to establish good relationships with people um this is it it seems like it's a huge industry but at the end of the day everybody knows everyone and it's important to keep good connections to open those opportunities for us and to get, you know, to be recommended, to have people recommend, mention our names. Um, and so working on, on our networking skills and being present. We want to be present. We want to make sure that we attend those events, whether they're online or if you have the opportunity to be there in person, um, to attend conferences, to attend workshops like this one. Um, and get connected with people that attend. Um, those are, you know, some of the things that I've done and that many people do to, to be part of the industry, to get connected with people, to start collaborating, and to find job or educational uh, opportunities.
And I, lastly, what I would say is, you know, um, yeah, um, just having having those goals in mind, and and making sure that that we follow through and that we identify uh, what we want to do, what we want to learn, what path we want to follow, and and not be afraid to to go out there and get that experience. Um, cool. So that's my advice to you. Uh, next slide, please. So if we have any questions, uh, please feel free to speak up um, and let me know if there is anything I can answer for you uh, in regards to what I've mentioned or anything else. Thank you so much, Marcella, for sharing your advice and expertise. It's obviously um, definitely an area of the music industry where you know we don't see a lot of women so it's really great that you know we're trying to uh to bring awareness to that and try to have some resources and as you mentioned i know there's a lot of um you know there's organizations and it's great that you know we put them out there put them on the spotlight just so that musicians aspiring women uh producers um want like they have access to those resources so it's it's really um it's really great so thank you so much for that um, we'll have a few questions, we'll open up, we'll see if there's a few. I'll be um, asking them on their behalf so you can answer them. Mm -hmm. One question is, what would you say has been the biggest challenge you have faced as a woman in the field? Um, I think the biggest challenge is to maybe have to prove myself a lot more than my male colleagues um you know having to convince people that i know what i'm doing um and so i think um uh, that has been the biggest challenge um to be quite honest with you uh, that's something that i've learned to to deal with um and it comes with time and experience where mm -hmm you know, people begin to to respect you and your work and, and all of a sudden you're, you know, you're you're not just a noob to them. Um, <laughs> um, but it, it does happen where uh, if, you know, if, if they've never heard your name or never met you, um, it, it, they tend to, to some people, and I'm not talking about everyone or just men, but um, it, some people assume that, that you don't know what you're you're talking about. So I think having to to prove myself um is a is a challenge. At the same time is is not some it's not a limitation. Mm -hmm. uh, because it's something that you can easily, you know, get out of the way and 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 continue with your work. Uh but that it it, it can be a challenge when when you have to to you know, have to really try hard to convince people while your male colleagues are just um, assumed to to know that to, people do think that they know what they're doing. So I would say that that's, that's a challenge. Um, another one would be maybe um, gaining that respect um, mm -hmm. from from men in the industry and i'm not talking about every single man i've ever encountered of course not i've i've had amazing colleagues and 
collaborators and and people that I've worked with or for, um, including clients. Um, but I've had there there is um sometimes the challenge is, you know, uh, where where to draw the line uh, with some uh, a man and how how to establish uh, that respect and how to make sure that they don't cross that line. Um, and that comes with being able to communicate and to demand respect when, when you need to. And this happens in every industry, you know, sexual harassment is a thing everywhere. doesn't matter where you are in the world or who you work for. Um, and so, um, yeah, there's a, there has been, times where I had to demand respect and to make sure that that people didn't cross that line. Um, and so these are, of course, challenges that women around the world face, not just in the music industry, but I would say that that is a reality. Absolutely. Thank you so much for sharing that. Mm -hmm. uh, there's another question. Uh, you mentioned at the beginning that this journey for you started by learning to play instruments. That being said, do you believe music tech is still a possible path for someone who doesn't have that kind of musical artistry talent and was never able to or had the patience to learn to play instruments? Yes, 100%. And personally, I dropped instruments very quickly too uh, because it wasn't really what I what I wanted to do. So. Um, I would say it's not crucial to to learn how to play an instrument to take on a technical role. For example, you know, recording or doing live sound, you don't necessarily have to play an instrument to be able to do these things, but it is important to be able to understand music, uh, learn some music theory if you're in a recording session so you can follow the music structure or score if you need to. Um, so it is important to understand music at that level, in my opinion. Um, it is crucial to also train your ear. Um, so while maybe you don't focus on, on playing an instrument per se, training your ear uh, is important. Um, so, but it does depend on your role too. If you do want to be a music producer and actually create music, you will need some kind of you know, understanding of chord progressions and uh, key signatures, time signatures, and all of that. So, so there is some knowledge that you would need to have uh, in music, but you don't necessarily have to know how to play an instrument to to take on a technical role. No, I actually haven't played an instrument in in a long time, um, but I have taken the time to train my ear and to understand music theory and to understand music at that level. Um, so it is important to 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 learn um, those skills, the the theory and 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 training your ear. However, um, unless you are unless you you're wanting to be a music producer and actually make music, um, I don't. It is not necessary to learn how to play an instrument. There are many many other roles in music tech that don't require you to play an instrument at all. That's great. Thank you so much.
I actually have a question myself I wanted to ask you since you mentioned you'd be doing a lot of the spatial audio mixing and uh, you know the VR what do you think is going to be the role of these the kind of like new techniques and technologies in the, in the music industry moving forward in the, uh, in the production music production industry how do you see that kind of playing a role and where do you think that is going um, well, right now, this is a hot topic, right, with Apple Music releasing the platform and releasing more music uh, mixed in this format. And um, I think it's still going to take some time for people to understand it, for people to have access to it, um, and for it to sound better than stereo. Um, because there are many um, applications for spatial audio, not just music, but then we have video games and we have 360 videos and we have podcasts and then we have film. Um, so there are many different applications for spatial audio and it will depend on how it is experienced and it will depend on accessibility and how many people uh, has access to the equipment to listen to it you know, I mean, normal is just a pair of headphones. Um, but um, but to the platforms that that are releasing the material, right? Uh, so streaming platforms or all of that. So I think um, it's great that a lot of people are talking about it and that now there's more interest. Um, I like to believe that it is going to be, you know, the new format, just like how we went from mono to stereo. We might actually get there. We might not. We'll see. Uh, but I do think that um, spatial audio does have very effective um, ways to, or, or it creates very realistic experiences if it's done right. Um, so while maybe some people might think that it's not great for music, but it is great for video games, you know, um, I think it will depend on the way that we are producing content. Um, and the more and more that we explore all of these tools that are available to us to create content, uh, the better that's gonna get. Um, so, um, right now we're at a point, in my opinion, where uh, some of the material that's being created is great, while some is not. And and we, it's important to be critical about that too, that we're listening to music and we are uh, being analytical and thinking, well, does this actually sound better than the stereo version? Or when we're listening to productions that were that were created with the goal of make of making it immersive from the beginning, um, I do think that we in in the music industry, as maybe audio engineers or mixing engineers or even musicians, we should know about it. We should know about the format, and we should know what options are and what we can create with it and get creative with it. Um, so I think it's going to depend on on the content that is going to be created from now on um, and how effective it's going to be. Um, but um, it's becoming um, a lot more popular and people are beginning to understand it more. And so um, I think I don't think it's going to get stuck here. I think we're going to continue developing content and eventually um, it'll be something that is widely available. Um, and uh, for that reason, I encourage every, everyone to, to do their research and to learn more about it. Awesome.
Thank you so much for taking the time to answer those questions. Mm -hmm. Those are really great. Um, so we'll wrap up. So the links have been posted in the chat, but they will also be available here in the slides for uh, the recorded version of this webinar, which we'll be able to access uh, later as well. Um, thanks so much, Marcella, and everyone for attending. Like I said, this webinar recording will also be available. Um, please stay up to date. You know, if you enjoyed this webinar, the type of content that we're creating, um, you know, you can subscribe um, to our workshops. You can also submit a workshop topic. If there's something that you're interested in, you can submit a topic. Um, follow Syncopated Noise um, on the social media uh, platforms at Syncopated Noise. There's also a donation link which we'll provide as well in the email and it's been posted in the chat as well. Our next workshop is going to be on August 21st. Uh, we'll be announcing the topic shortly. I also want to take a moment to thank our partners and sponsors for making this event possible and free for everyone to access. We'd like to thank Factor, Long McQuaid, and Roland Canada for supporting our events um, and everyone who attended and will be watching this webinar live after the event. Thank you so much, everyone. Thank you, Marcella. And uh, thank you for taking the time to be with us today. Really appreciate it. Of course, that's been my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much. Take care. You Bye, too. everyone.